Yes. Hello and welcome to another episode yep. of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're season five, Andy, episode 16. Tonight's the sports 16 edition. 16 already. Time flies. We're moving along. Today is February 19th, 2024. This is a sports edition. We're going to hear a lot of baseball, football, basketball, hockey, wrestling, dance, the whole works. So we're going to hear it all yeah. tonight. Yes. Get you caught up from the weekend for those who have not had a chance to to read social media, watch the news, watch the sports. Because you were busy at the Ham's Beer Fest yesterday, and you missed yes. everything. Chatting it up with everybody at Angry Minnow. Yeah. Hung out with the Angry Minnow owners. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. All right, so let's start off with a trivia question. Do you want to ask the question, Andy, and I will uh, – uh, yeah, Go ahead. You got it sitting there? No. I, I, I got it right here. Hold on. Uh, it, it relates to Minnesota State High School hockey, right? Yes. Minnesota State yes. High School hockey, the girls' edition. Yes. So the question is the girls. So go ahead. 1995 was the first Minnesota State High School League girls' hockey tournament. Okay. They just had one class. Who won it that year? So, 95, it's always been boys' hockey. Big thing. You know, state of Minnesota, if you're not from here, boys' hockey – Hockey tournament, state hockey tournament was always a huge thing. And then they went, you know, to two classes. And then in 1995, they went to the girls. And now all of them have multiple classes. But who won in 1995? And I, I remember it like yesterday, not that I was there, but the whole like Sports Illustrated was here covering it, national attention because it was high school girls hockey state tournament for crying out Unheard loud. Unheard of. For the crying out loud, they say. For the crying out loud! So, uh, we'll have we'll have some other tidbits here at the end of the episode on for this week, this day in sports history. <clears throat> yes. All right. Start off. Just something that grinds my gears. All right, I like it. Okay, not this fact, but this picture. This says Haley Ugin and Natalie Becker both make up Xfinity Series season opener. It's the first season race for, with two women competing since 2014. Okay. That part don't bother me. It starts out, it says Haley Dugan and Natalie Decker. And you look at the pictures, and it's Natalie Decker and Haley Dugan. When they get the names and pictures crossed, that just bothers me. Okay. So this is – so Grinds Your Gears is more of a <clears throat> of an editor. Uh, something right. wasn't proofread. Something wasn't You're correct. trying to promote the sport, and you say, hey, here's these two people. Here's A and B, and then down below you say B and A are competing today. People won't know who's who as they're trying to watch. Yeah, yeah I that definitely I hate that as well. It's right up there with people who put five dollar sign, not dollar sign five. Yes, yeah, it's, it's in that same category. It's something. Uh, it, it's a perfect episode for grinds your gears. Now, yes. now, Andy, for you, this is a question for you. This NASCAR photo. This is before the race or after? This is just pictures from last year. Um, okay, I was with both gals on Facebook. We're, we're friends. Um, but but they're photo. obviously they're obviously done up. The makeup is done. It's it's this is it's not the what they pre, look like. Pre race race is yes. over. Yeah, they, this is the like pre day before photo ops. Everything. I else. see. I see. Yeah. Um, Haley Deegan is she's a great Haley's a great follow on social media. She's always okay. showing pictures of her screwing around out in the sand dunes with cheap with Jeeps and trucks and stuff like that. So she's a good follow for good humor like that. And yeah, Natalie Decker's good too. 
So they flipped the names. You know, big. That's a big mistake. Any score for anything. You're trying to promote this, and here you step on your typewriter. Yes. Which leads to the soapbox, Dan. I'm on a roll. Okay. Okay. You know, really bothers me when people they need that day off after the Super Bowl because a bunch of sissies. I don't jump into thing, Dan, but I've solved the problem. Okay. <clears throat> add another round of playoffs or add another bye week in there and just have the Super Bowl be the Sunday before President's Day. Oh, I see. Everybody wins. Problem solved from your end. See? You're welcome, society. See, now that is awesome. Um and you know, there's, there's, you know, some companies have off today. Some do not. Some recognize it as a holiday. Some do not. It's a federal yeah. holiday, but it's one of those. It's kind so of there's no school between so the day off. You got to be home with your kids. So there. Hey, what did you know? That would be perfect. You don't look like a wimp would take it off because you drank too much at the Super Bowl. I have no daycare today. My kids home from school. See, I like everybody it. wins. I like it. That is very good. That's all we do is help, Dan. We try to educate around here. Well, thank you for that. That's very good. My twins picture there, they're back, Bailey over, and the doobder. If those two together, by looking at that picture, don't have their own YouTube show by I'll start break, something's wrong. They yeah. they should do little bits all the time. Just look at those two. They could be on Facebook Reels, a little Instagram oh, show. My, my word, that's gold right there. Just looking at that picture. Comedy gold. No, Bailey Ober is six foot nine. Yeah, and Randy Dubnik is not. No, correct. He is not. Yeah, that is good. That's a good, great photo there. And here, Eduardo, he's on his seventh team. Congratulations. He's kind of been all around the world, man. And he's he's good. He's serviceable. He's dang good. You know, he's not just signed each time to play a, a minor role. This guy could still hit, uh, run, play some flat-out defense. Uh, good guy. Now, if you, if, you, uh, if you do the map here, he's really gone from corner to corner. He's gone from, from Phoenix, Arizona to New York with the Mets. Okay. That's, that's coast to coast right there. And all points in between. Midwest. He's done it all. Yeah, that is good. North, south, east, west. Yeah, uh, he's going to go to Florida spot. team next, kind of round it off. I like it. The Mets, Luke Vaught signed to a minor league deal. But don't say cool yet. You've also signed another gentleman, Troy, um, who played with uh, the Padres and the Pirates. Yeah, he batted 163 in 39 games last year. Who am I to judge? But the Mets have signed a lot of these DH first basemen. Um, Vogelbach, as we said, is with the Blue Jays. So they're finding... They got guys to fill the hole. I think they need a they're looking for that batter once every 10 days for a day off type of thing. So we agreed to one year, 3.5 million. He better play more than once every 10 days, but baseball money, that's nothing. But they're getting a lot of sticks for the DH days and to give Pete Alonzo some time off at first. And they want to get names now, so they're not overpaying. Because last year injury bug killed the Mets. So I think they're trying to get a a little ahead of that. Yep. So you go to the Vets. Lenny Dykstra suffered a stroke this past week. Um, 
Nails, as he was referred to as the Mets. I played for the Phillies, too. He was always the guy that had the beech nut falling out of his mouth in the batter's box. Drip, so. Dripping out of his mouth. I yeah. love Dykstra was one of my favorite uh, players as well. My God. Nails, as they called him, nails. Because he was what? Tough as nails. Tough as nails. Great um, number four. Yeah, so he suffered a stroke, so only the best to Lenny and his family. Hope he's doing better. I know Lenny has had some substance abuse problems in that in the past, too. So Hard living's catching up to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Wow. You need to slip that in there. Too soon? Yes. No, it's it's very good. We're going to get into that, too, and, and expect a bonus episode. Yes, and here, here we, we go. go. There is the representatives for state wrestling this year. There's the 24 teams that are going to be in, not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday. Because this week is individuals, correct? Individual sections, and then um, uh, a week from Thursday. This should be some very good teams um, here, good good matchups. A lot of teams in the top five and the top ten in each of these classes got beat out or upset or lost. Right. And so there's a lot of teams here, double digits uh, in rankings, uh, that aren't even in the top ten but you know are ranked 15th or 17th or 11th or 10th. I'm not making excuses for, for my local team, Watertown Mayor, which technically, Dan, if we don't we don't want to upset anybody, it is Watertown Mayor, Mayor Lutheran. If you want to, oh yes, I'll yes, that it is officially Watertown Mayor, Mayor Lutheran. I could have fit that in there. Uh, I I sh- had to shrink the font size of some of these other ones. ML, but yeah, the yeah. and the and the interesting thing is, Lisur Henderson for Class A on the Section Four champion. Yeah. Yep. Was not ranked at the end of the year and was not in the also mentioned at the end of the year. Yep. So talk about an out, uh, you know, an, an outstate team making it to play in the top final eight teams in the state. But that section that they're in is section four, and there's there's really no one in there that's tough or competitive. So congrats, hats off to Lisa Henderson for making it. Uh, as an unranked, really just a non-ranked team. In that's the team you got to watch because you got no film or no reports on them. You don't know what to oh expect. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that should be very interesting. But again, not making excuses for our town mayor. We just had a lot of guys right before this tournament against Scott West in that tournament this weekend. They've been injured all year and didn't get cleared till day of or day before. So yes, yes. We had and a now lot of guys with- just come back. So again, not making excuses, not playing that whole movie scenario, but they are finally at full strength. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch now with sectionals coming up. A lot of these teams here of the 24 that are listed because you're good as a team. It means that you're probably very good as individuals. A a whole selection of individuals are good, too, which means their individual guys are going to go far this week and possibly go to state as well. You have to finish in the top one or two in your section to get to state. And that's sometimes, Andy, that's sometimes where injuries happen in the sectionals, individuals that impact the following week then at the state for the team. Now, so I'm going to ask you a hypothetical here, Dan, because you're more into this than I am. I, I, I don't have any names, no knowledge, but for argument's sake, we'll just take Wilmer, okay? Say they got a kid in their lower weight class that they know he's not going to state, but he's still pretty good. Do you sit him out from individuals just to make sure you can win that for team since you're going to state? Do you see that happening, guys, sitting out certain people? Just you don't have a lot in weight class, you don't want to risk an injury. I don't think I've ever seen that. What they do in wrestling is 
it, it, and one thing that's kind of ballsy that I like is that there's no real option to sit out. You have to go and just hope you don't get hurt. Okay. But some teams, if you're on a bad team, let's say if you already know that your team didn't make it, you're going to you know go all you know balls right. out to do the individuals. But if you're going as a team and you're not good in the individual, you know, it, it's it's interesting. It's it is interesting. You won't see anyone getting benched to save them for teams, kind of the long. Yeah, and they and they and they can pick up, I think, a couple extra guys because when they go to state, you can carry, I think, twenty on your roster, and you know, you have a bunch of reserve spots right. on your roster at various weights, so you can bring extras in reserve. So I don't think it's a good question, but I don't think it comes into play as often as what people think. I think they all they just go full throttle for team full throttle for individuals and they hope nothing happens, but you're right there. There obviously can, but usually these teams, by they get to this level, there's so that in so many sports today. Nowadays, that's why I ask. Yeah. Like a uh, class double a there in section four, right in the center is, you know, similarly very, very, uh, very good. They're the number one ranked team in the state. And you know, there's 13 weights and they may have eight or nine guys and sometimes 10 make the state as individuals. So they're doing right. double time. They're, they're doing it all. Chatfield's very similar in class A out of section um, one. See, we're here to educate. That's an, I, it's, it's one of the different wrinkles in state sports that it doesn't come along with other sports. It's one of the reasons I like it because you've got two different angles to follow there individually and the and team. You're seeing two different events the same day, correct? Yeah, and you could get – and then the team uh, – no, it's it's – Thursday, Friday, Saturday. This is uh remember now it's two weeks down, but yeah, yeah. the okay. team is all in one day. Thursday they okay. start off with the team, and there could be an injury in the team to your to your number one ranked guy that yeah. won the section and is a favorite for the individuals, which isn't held until Friday or Saturday, and that could be putting putting that at jeopardy the individuals. Yeah. So they put I think the on the pedestal at, at state is class A uh, is the class the Thursday team event. Uh, because everyone should be at full strength for the team, and that should be the best thing. And yeah, then, if anyone okay. gets hurt along the way, injury default, the secondary, the the secondary cause there is your individual status. So that's that's on the line. That's always something that they're thinking of too. What now this this year for state tournament? So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What's the over under on how many hot dogs Coach Mike has over those three days down at the X? Well, you know, there's two sessions a day. There's an afternoon session and an evening session. So there's one, two, three. There's six Seven, sessions. Eight. Yeah, it's. I would say the over under maybe six and a half. Okay, for the three day. All right, six and a half. Place your bets. See, call Connie at our front office, and she'll take the bets there. Yes, yes, it, it is good. It, I mean, and these things go on, and it's a nonstop fest there at the at the Excel Center with what is it? Uh, Eight mats going at the same yeah. time, I think. Eight, or maybe it's 12. I think it's, it's There's a lot of people. There's a lot of fans. There's a lot of teams. And each team then brings a team fan bus, and the parents and the fans come, and their buddies and everyone else, and um, a lot of people. All right. Here goes girls hockey. That's this next weekend also. Double um, A and A. Minnetonka is your one seed for girls. Hill Murray, two and over three, and Edina, four. So there's that. And on Wednesday, the A start. Academy, Holy Angels is your one seed. Orono, two. Um, Wildcats at number three. 
And War Road is four. War Road's all the way down to four. Well, Burgers well, Falls, there's a random draw, so keep an eye on them. And Proctor, Hermantown, once again, always good. Whether it's the girls or the boys, another team to watch. Yeah, so first off, four or five, Proctor and War Road, that should be a good one right there. Yep. Gymnastics is coming up also, or as we like to call it, the Watertown Mayor Invitational. Yes. Um, here's their schedule for gymnastics. Those who know gymnastics, this makes perfect sense. Those of us who don't understand it, just see a bunch of numbers. Um, but it is your section and where you are in each event. I guess I think that's the fun thing with like watching gymnastics is like watching track and field. There's all these different events going on. Calgary State Wrestling, there's eight different matches going on at one time. There's always different things going on. Um, if you have ADD or something like that, this would not be the thing for you. <laughs> Overload. It overstimulated yeah. these events. Yes, this is not the thing for you. Also coming up, we got swimming in a couple weeks. And then like we said the wrestling, as we say out here in Redneckville. Swimming and diving, the boys. I stand corrected. Dance team was this last weekend. And here's your winners for Jazz Class A results. Your champion was St. Cloud Cathedral. Yellow Medicine East in second. And third place was Lacapara Valley Dawson Boyd. Very good. Congrats to them. That's this is the jazz, okay? Yep, two A jazz champion or champion, Benilde St. Margaret's, Orono in second, Mound West Tonka number three position, and the big schools three A Eastview third, Maple Grove second, and Wyzetta first. Now my my wife watched this and she couldn't believe that that Wyzetta team is unreal. Now Eastview yeah. is kind of the team that wins every single yeah. year. Eastview. It just they're just phenomenal. Uh, Maple Grove very good as well, but no one was really expecting this Wyzetta team, and they crushed it. So congrats they, to them. They hit their marks. That's all part of it. High kick. Now, let me just explain these a little bit. Jazz is more stuff you'd see kind of in your what we call studio dances. We teach more. High okay. kick is more closer, like we would see cheerleaders do. Okay. Just so you got what's the difference. That and Cliff Notes version is kind of the difference. So here we go. High kick A, Lacapara third, Yellow Medicine East second, Holding Ford is your champion. Congrats. 2A, Totino Grace champion, Austin two. BSM, Benilde St. Margaret is third. And high kick, Triple A, Eastview Wyzetta, and Brainerd is your champion. Brainerd, Brainerd. usually makes it every year, but they kind of finally got it this, this time. They, they pulled it off. And from what I've heard, it's the coaching there is phenomenal. Um, they got a phenomenal coach up there in Brainerd, and then they are no no slouch up there. But look at second, third, why is that a East that view? East view yep. But that's a big deal to get for the big school to have Brainerd come out, mm -hmm. come down, you know, come down to the cities and, and pull it off to win in the big schools against yeah. this competition. Yeah. That is uh that is um that's remarkable. Let me just leave came it at that. Came down to Wyzetta's home turf, basically kicked them in the teeth and took their lunch money. Yeah, that is huge. Caitlin Clark. Oh, I didn't know what that was. I saw so this built, on social media. I didn't know what it referred number to. Number 22. Here we go. I figured I you'd explain Caitlin, it. Caitlin factoids here. 
Don Staley, uh, NCAA scoring record, talking about Caitlin Clark. She goes, I don't think that record is ever going to be broken again. I think she's going to go down in history books. It's arguably the best player to grace our collegiate sport. Dawn Staley, I just, I love that woman. She is so well-spoken. She's doesn't play favorites. I mean, here's someone from another team did well. So she mentioned it. No excuses. She just said it. And that's the other thing that we don't hear much about. In order to do that, you you can't have an injury. You can't be injured. You can't be down. You can't be out for a while. And Caitlin Clark didn't have never suffered a major injury at the college level. Contrary to what some other former WNBA players, I'm not going to name names here and be that way. Yep. Um, I've, I've put their posts up on social media to, to embarrass them, but I'm not going to do it here by name. But they're they're all saying. Well, you know, Caitlin had that COVID year. Okay, first of all, the COVID year was actually less games, and this is her fourth straight year, so she did not have an extra year to do this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's, it's meaningless oh, yeah, to say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here it is: all, all, all time, all college men's and women's, where she's coming up now. As you know, on this show, we love our Caitlin Clark. <clears throat> we think she's great. I'm pretty sure she's going to get more points than Pete Maravich. She'll pass Pete. Mm -hmm. But look at Pete Maravich's numbers and look at Caitlin Clark's game. Pete Maravich didn't have a three-point line. Correct. You're right. So those 36, 67 are either free throws or regular two points at a time baskets. Caitlin's got a lot of three-pointers in there. Yeah. Just Again, that's not a put down on Caitlin's game. That's just like we've said before. You can't compare 40 years ago to today in any sport at any time. Just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So. But here's the next name to watch. Juju Watkins of USC had her 10th 30-point game this season already. Watch wow. for this young lady. She is fun, fun, fun to watch. Unless you stay up late and watch the USC games on the cable or you you, uh, like me, watched them because you couldn't stand watching football. You saw some games already. but And she'll be a Big Ten next year, so we can see her locally. Oh, yes. Yes, that's right. And here's another thing. <clears throat> Gino's going to pass Coach K. So anytime a Duke player falls down in the all-times of anything, we're very happy here at the Sports and Songs. So, pretty A lot, sure a lot of wins. My gosh. Speaking of Gino, segue here pretty good. Paige Beckers is going back for her fifth year. She she announced it at senior night, which I thought was kind of weird. Here they give you a plaque with your jersey and you say I'm coming back for a year. I, I don't understand that. But so so here's the deal. I I read a little bit on that, <clears throat> and for typically senior night is is um, there's tears involved, there's celebrations involved, but it's kind of a goodbye. Yeah. Uh, but with these. Athletes playing five or six years and the COVID getting thrown in, it you can be a senior and then still be eligible to come back. So she wanted to announce it then. And I think, too, to take the pressure off Caitlin Clark being the number one overall pick, Paige Beckers will be a first-round pick, probably a top five. And I don't think that's why. I think a lot of her coming back, too, is unlike with the men's game for the money right away, she had the COVID year, but she missed all but three games last year with injury. Yes. So maybe that she thinks her game isn't ACL, there for whatever. the next so she's she's going to utilize that and probably break a bunch of UConn maybe maybe perhaps career records, but because really she didn't play last year, she had like two no. three games. 
and that was it. So you can't count that as a year. And like I said, I think she's smart enough to go, maybe I'm not ready for next level. There is no minor leagues. I don't want to go to Europe. This is it. Yeah. And this is where, and this might be something for next month I'm working on, but the female college basketball player, some of these gals in college still play in Europe in the off season. The WNBA players are in Europe right now. They play 12 months a year. So don't think like the WNBA, they just play for those few few months in the summer. Yeah. Those gals are playing in Europe right now too. They're playing 10, 11, 12 months a year. Yeah, they're not taking the season off season to rest up. Like right. As other so, sports. Don't give me that. Monday night NASCAR. Daytona was rained out over the weekend, so they rest, they wrestled. Whew. They raced tonight. Um, they ended up about an hour, half hour before we started the show. Um, about eight laps to go. I was watching it. It's Roscoe Pico train would say the horrendous crash. 18 cars were involved in the crash. Um, they finished the last one. And on the last race, you'd have to watch it. We did not have access to video this soon afterwards. Um, can't end if it's the white flag is out, the race is official. If there's a crash, the lead car crossed the, the checkered line as there was a crash. So, congratulations to William Byron for winning. Um, some people say he's the guy who caused the 18 car pileup, and not a person, not an announcer, when they saw that said, No, when you got 30 guys in a two foot area doing 200 miles an hour, it is what it is. So interesting. Now, there hasn't been a a race yet on a Sunday this season. This is the first one of the year. So, no, but this was a this was a Monday. Yeah, this is the first race of the year too. Oh, but the clash was moved up to a Saturday, right? Yeah, that and that. There's those are kind of exhibition races. I see. I see. Okay, so that got moved up due to weather as well. It got moved up, whereas this one got moved back, pushed back. Interesting. Yes, this was just for that. The Battle Hawks of the UFL have opened up seats in the 400 level. Geez, too bad no one's going to go with that minor league football. Yeah, and they they do say of of the this Seattle, I mean this new St. Louis team is huge for fans. Now you no follow the XFL, and UFL, or USFL, draw. correct? No one draws this. Now, they're just saying they're available. I don't care. It's not going to be filled. It's not going to be packed. They're going to say, hey, let's pack the Battle Dome. I don't see that happening. But when it comes to UFL, these guys are serious about your, their fans. Their, their, their tailgating, is it's huge. Now, th- their quarterback last year was A.J. McCown, correct? I think so, yes. He went to the NFL, rode the bench for a team this year. He asked for his release from the at- – NFL, so he can go back to Seattle this year or St. Louis this year. Okay. So he wants to go back and play a full season again to prove he can do it because he he wants to start. He doesn't want to sit and hold a clipboard. So he's going to go back and do this again. Yeah. And just how what this league is for. So it is a great opportunity for people. Once again, you're not going to, you're not doing it for the money or the contract. You're doing it for, hey, do I want to sit the bench or do I want to be a stud star, even though making much less? It's the sport you love, and hey, it's it gives this whole minor league uh, feel to it. And AJ McCown, if if anybody wants, 
when it comes to football announcing, we could all learn from Brent Musburger. If we hadn't learned from him years ago that AJ McCown has the best looking girlfriend in football, this is the person you need to watch. Nice. Trust Brent Musburger. Yes. Brent, he's never lied to me. He lied to you? Correct. Never. No. So, yeah, I trust him. And so these games kick off March 30th. And so yeah. that's coming up. But um, that should be kind of fun here in the spring. We'll cover that a little more down the road as well. Now, you know, we're not big fans of charging the court when you win, when you upset somebody. But University of Detroit, Michigan won their first game. They were 0 26. They beat a team that was 6 20. They, they won. And there's their fan who charged the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. 0 and 26. Got, it's it's got to be so bad, but there it is. Charging there, there, the, the guy floor. charged the floor. Woohoo. Love it. Congrats, man. Yarmir Yager, quote on his retirement speech I would like to thank my girlfriend. She's too young to remember that I played for the Penguins, but I told her all the stories. Don't worry. <laughs> you the man, Yarmir. That is that's a very good quote. When your girlfriend doesn't remember your playing career, I applaud you, sir. Wow. Sacramento State Baseball, not one, not two, not three. But how about seven? Sacramento State's Matt Maslangio was a hit by pitch seven of his eight times in a doubleheader against Willow Marymount on Friday. He even got an RBI in one of the hit by pitches. His other at bat, yeah, he got a hit. It's uh, it's interesting. There are when it comes to baseball, there are guys that get hit all the time because they're good at either doing it or they know how to do it or they know what to do and what not to do. The typical person, this doesn't, this just doesn't happen. You don't get hit once or twice a game. Seven times. Seven. It's uh, there are guys who are out there that are very good at it as well. And in the second game of the doubleheader. He got pulled in the 10th inning, and the guy he got pulled for, he got hit by a pitch. Wow. So in the, that batting order spot in the lineup was eight hits? Eight, eight Out of nine plate appearances, yep. <laughs> and he got to hit the other plate appearance. So his, his on-base percentage is through the roof. Wow. Been on base eight times, eight plate appearances, one at bat. Um, I just remember from my days as a youth – a little bit of Don Baylor, but mostly Craig Biggio was good for getting hit by pitch and getting a base. I remember that. Yeah, and they'll know too that these, you know, for the for the general fan out there, that these are not, you know, ninety five mile an hour fastballs coming in that they're just getting drilled because they're going to have bruises all over their their bodies. But if a curveball is coming or a, or a you know a, a slow ball that's going to break and you wait for it just to get hit before it starts to break. Um, those may not even cause bruises for those slow balls. And that's the ones that they know are coming, that they try to lean into, as they say, lean into the pitch. Uh, but, yeah, there may be a, a fastball in there. Uh, but when did uh, Baylor take off his rear end? I mean, crying out loud. <laughs> just turn into it, you know. Homework. I've got my pen and paper ready. Houston Royalty. The number oh, 30. yes. I saw this, Andy. Homework is find me another team that had one number worn by a baseball, football, basketball. I'll throw in hockey. One number where you're when you're great. 
but all the sports shared that number. And I'm sorry, I think from looking at these three, the number 34, I think it's just dumb luck they all shared it. I don't think Akeem Olajuwon went to Houston and said, I want to wear Earl Campbell's number. You know, yes, I I, I I agree. I don't think any of these guys picked the number because of the other person or other persons right. involved. It was just dumb luck. But that's a great stat. Um, so for the four major sports, Houston's got three right there. Bingo. Um, all through, wearing 34. Arguably one of their greatest or one of their Mount Rushmore candidates all wore the same number. Wow. Because could a city – like, okay, like here in Minnesota is a disgrace. They changed our state flag. Can the city of Houston just change their state flag to number 34? Boy, they probably could. They, they probably could, and everybody would be okay with it. I saw that stat, and I had to read that a couple times just to let it sink in. That uh, Wow, that's amazing. Yep, so there you go. That's what I got, boys and girls. All right, so let's uh, let's answer the trivia, and then we'll go on to some little-known stats. All right, 95. March of 94 is when the girls' hockey started. 95 was the first tournament. Okay. There was one class. Who won it? I would say Bloomington Jefferson. Apple Valley was your winner. Apple Valley, okay. Apple Valley. So there you go. That's a good question. You know, so, and girls' hockey is so big right now. It's so huge. I mean, from a nationwide perspective, this is looked at as a pioneer state once again. Well, so 95, the was What's that? That PWL, professional women's hockey. And we throw the stats up on Facebook all the time. They had one of the towns, I don't know if it was Canada or not, had just short of 20,000 people there, over 19,000 for women's professional hockey. Pro hockey. I don't care. Filling the are. arena. Yeah. Because the girls here play at the X. They don't play down at, you know, the TRIA Rehab Center hockey rink. They played the X, and they're drawing great crowds down there. So, Big thing, big thing. Um, that is the trivia question uh, of the week. Now, the there's two notes uh, of things that happened on this day, both 40 years ago, Andy. Three notes. Go ahead. I got another one. Go ahead. Okay. One is, if you were watching the Olympics, the Winter Olympics in 1984 on this day, 40 years ago today, Watching the giant, the downhill skiing, the slalom. You remember that Phil Mayer, Phil Marr won yes. and his brother Steve won. Yes. Or they both got, one got silver, one got gold. Yes. And that's, that was the first time in history in the Olympics, a brother-brother combination went home with the gold and the silver in the same sport in the same year. That's never happened before. Wow. I remember watching that. It was huge. Uh, these, these two, imagine the parents knowing your two kids are just the top two best in the world at that sport. That took not place. At state, not at the state tournament, but at the Olympics. This is the Olympics, yes. Yeah. And the other thing, we all remember Eric Hyden, right? Yes. The Olympic speed skater. It was 40, 40 years ago tonight that he won a his third gold medal of the Olympics. He went on to win five, which was I the record break, right? I know the other sport. He won his third gold 40 years ago tonight. Then he went on to win two more for a record at the time was five gold medals in speed skating. Go ahead with the other sports. Well, also Eric Hyde also was in the Summer Olympics in bicycling where they go around that track. Yes. He came back and did that. 
So not only did he, um, I don't think he ever medaled for U.S. Army. He was in two different Olympics, two different you know winter and summer, two different seasons of the Olympics, winter and summer. But Eric Hyden, fifth yes. gold medal. But tonight it was forty years ago tonight that he won his third, and that's when the eyes began to pop open, thinking, you know, does this guy have a chance with two competitions left? Could he win five gold medals? And he did. Um, NASCAR. Hendrick Motorsports won the NASCAR Daytona 500 tonight. 40 years ago, Hendrick won his first Daytona 500. So, again, with the 40s. Unreal. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of things going on. Now, the Twins in Major League Baseball have all reported to camp. Full workouts, uh, pit pitchers, catchers, hitters, infielders, everyone's there. Most rosters they have uh, on site, uh, I, I was just talking about this uh, today, they have their full 40-man rosters all show up, right? They're all healthy. They're all good to go. Regardless of what class they're playing in, they're all invited. And then they get 18, 19, 20 non-roster invite guys. Yeah. So you get about 60, 60 players down there times, what, 30 teams. So there's a lot of ball players playing. Uh, they'll finish up the wrap-up of this of the uh, – workouts and such games will begin this Friday for the Minnesota twins exhibition. They hold an exhibition annually every year with the Minnesota golden Gophers team. And the twins have announced that uh, Chris Padak starting pitcher will pitch that game. And then the real spring training grapefruit league begins on Saturday, but this Friday, they kick it off against the golden Gophers. Um, another thing I've, I noticed, I was listening today to uh, on the way home twins guys talking and this is the difference between football and baseball. With football, you always see guys holding out from training camp. I'm going to hold out training camp. And then they're just not doing well the first couple weeks of the season because they're not in shape yet. You don't see baseball players holding out at training camp very often, very rarely. They love being down there. They love the, the workouts. The crowds are right there. They enjoy it. The camaraderie. But football, all you hear is complain, complain, complain about practice and training camp and this and that but baseball i i think if it was starts three weeks ago they'd have been happy with it you know yeah it is you're right it is different the older veterans in the nfl will try to hold out or not show up or report late because it's the grueling yeah, yeah. workouts you know baseball there's there's workouts but it's you're having fun most of the and, time. and you hear these baseball guys you see the pictures where they've been playing winter ball they've been working on stuff you never hear a defensive lineman going, yeah, I did drills all summer long staying in shape. You don't hear that. Yeah, they shut. You hear an infielder saying, hey, I might go from third to short, so I took some more infield at this other position to learn it. You never hear that in football. They go, oh, I guess they're moving me next year. We'll see what happens. It is. It's a different concept, and uh, that's what makes it fun. So if whoever your favorite team is, follow your 60 favorite players there, and then they'll start making their cuts and trim things down. Remember when they leave and break camp, yeah, they got to be down to 26. And most teams nowadays, it's it's 13 pitchers and 13 other guys. Yeah. That's where they yep. get the 26. So that's the roster spots. Uh, Twins, along with other teams, will have some fun uh, spots for people com being competitive to win the spots at certain positions or certain roles on the team. And you know you're going to have your ever-popular injuries, you know, freak injuries, random, and also baseball injuries as well. But that helps – Thin things out a little bit, although you don't want to see them, but it helps the decision makers when you got to do those things as well. Right. That's it. That's all I've got. We'll see you next week. We'll come up with a new uh, trivia question for then, and see you next uh, next next Monday. Yep. See ya. See ya.